Howdy, and welcome back to the FPL Jingle, this time for Season 2. I hope you enjoyed our new intro music. Steve spent hours upon hours doing that on a xylophone. And he's here with me now. How's it going, Steve? Uh, how's it going, On Excited to be back for Season 2. Uh, we got renewed, thank God. Yeah, we didn't get cancelled like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something. No, Brooklyn Nine-Nine didn't get cancelled, they just ended the show. Ah, uh, they they moved to a different uh, provider or something. Oh, some yeah, stage. true. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Okay, fair point. But uh, the main Thank point you. is One we're back. On. And we're live. And we're live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! <laughs> you know, when you listen to us tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's nice to be back. Uh, we had a good break. Um, when did we record the finale? Um, Would have been a week or two after the final day of the season so like uh end of may probably so we had june and july right. most of july off month and a half six weeks mm-hmm. nice do you uh, uh were, yeah. you, were you doing any um were you doing any um pre-season to stay in shape for the pod were you uh, stretching the vocal cords and doing a bit of uh training by yourself uh i did a nice bit of lubrication in terms of <laughs> in terms of pints pint pint drinking yeah yeah um no nothing i, I mean i was uh probably took a few weeks off where i didn't really follow the news then started following the news again and then started following reddit and then started refreshing the fantasy football page waiting for the game to come once again <laughs> um but no I, I don't do any other podcasts in the off season unlike you steve i know you're of a big um hello kitty podcast that's huge if you want to plug that butters you said you're on your computer all the time yeah but i'm playing hello kitty island adventure yeah well look i was going to and then i just looked at the demographic and the numbers don't really translate over the the venn diagram doesn't really like sync up anywhere at any point so uh, i'll save everyone the 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 torment of of talking about that i thought it'd be like 40 to 60 year old loners that were listening to that pod and i mean maybe they listen to us also <laughs> Yeah, maybe the maybe those lads in uh, in Africa when we looked up our pod demographics, maybe they're the ones. Maybe they're maybe it's the if I'm making the podcast for them. Uh, yeah, Umbutu and the boys. <laughs> uh, stop <laughs> anyways, now before we get ourselves into trouble. <laughs> that's why I'm uh, but anywaysing. Uh, <laughs> the pod this year is the title of the next section on our on our prepared document. Thank you, Steve. Uh, it's going to be a bit different to last year. Yeah, so there's going to be a few changes. So we kind of realized that um, when we were kind of talking about this season that, um, you know, talking about draft, especially our draft league, isn't very inclusive of the listener. So we've decided to move it to the main FPL app and the regular fantasy. We'll still touch on draft every now and then just because it's the main thing that me and Owen like to do, especially with our friends. But for the most part, it is going to be based around the regular fantasy just to make it more inclusive to everybody. And I actually, I, I actually have found the last week or so very motivating. Like I haven't cared about building a team with a hundred million pound mm. uh, budget. I haven't cared about that in like six or seven years. But this time, uh, I'm I'm actually super enjoying the prep. Um, but yeah, the move away from Fantrax made total sense as well. Yeah. Fantrax is just. They let us down in a few areas. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we'll a couple, move on. a couple of things there was uh, I enjoyed your message when you told me that you'd have to rethink your your team because you were twenty two million pounds over budget. 
<laughs> like just uh, just yeah, nearly I, the 25 percent yeah. over budget and uh, the second thing was that uh, our friend connor was on a reddit thread and uh, they were talking about how excited they were to go to fan tracks for the season and he was like mm, i don't know about that and he listed like all the bullet points of where everything went bad for us and then i said did he reply to you and he said no <laughs> so there's Jesus. someone else out there about to have as so- bad a time as we did last year yeah, uh, yeah. There, there, there were some things we could have done better, but but very few. And there were some things we couldn't fix, regardless of how hard no, we tried. No. So. Um, but yeah, this year it's going to be you and me, Steve. We're going to do the budgeted fantasy football on the official mm. app, and we're going to have a team each, two teams, uh, and also at the end, yeah, the, the the podcast will have a certain format. We'll 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 probably answer questions and so on and so forth and we'll end up with as steve mentioned a few minutes on the draft league as well we'll see how it goes i think it's probably going to change a bit over time yeah i think maybe then as well like people who would have listened last season we had obviously some of our friends on at certain episodes and that was quite funny so i think at some stage we'll still get them in for for the odd cameo appearance but uh, for the most part no it'll be me and you and talking about regular and uh, we have a website now on yeah, we we'll will. probably lost half our listeners. Soon. Yeah, a website under construction. Under construction, where mm. it'll be a great place to go to uh, see all the archived episodes we have done so far. Um, I'm going to try and do uh, like a blog post for each game week to give people who don't want to really listen to the full podcast somewhere they can get advice. And um, just a, a one-stop shop to see everything FPL Jingle. Yeah, I think the website is another thing that's going to grow and change over time. Yeah. Like, I mean, because we have blogs, we have, we're, we're going to start doing it a bit on video as well. Like you're starting the YouTube channel, Steve. Uh, we have, I want to do highlight reels where, I, where I'm going to be taking maybe a two minute clip where I kind of cut bits together and try to make a funny sound bite that we can put in our social medias, which we're going to try focus on a bit more this season. Yeah. Um, so not exciting stuff to listen to right no. now, but there is a lot of stuff coming down the no, line. No, I was just about to say, you're uh, boring me now, and You're boring me. Change the subject. Um, I would never bore you, Steve. <laughs> I know you're glued to every word that I say, uh, which is why I'm going to tell you now about my strategy for the season. Ooh. Um, and the headline here is, is, is boring as God knows what. Uh, I am going to play the most conservative game of fantasy football. What are your thoughts on this momentous occasion? Your neutralness? I have no strong feelings one way or the other. You will ever see. Oof. And it's going to work. And uh, when, 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 when people talk about the template and beating the template, I will never talk about beating the template or differentials or anything like that. I will talk about playing the most obvious players all the time. <laughs> That's my mantra i can't tell if you're joking or not because this is a no i'm not i'm this this is deadly serious okay um yeah i suppose so if people come in i won't be having any fun yeah no no fun will be had here and people looking for any sort of tidbits or secretly good players will have to just look elsewhere because we're just going to tell them all the most obvious information they don't exist (laughs) the the limit does not it's not like the limit does not exist though i mean like the template is a template for a reason the players that score points become the template. <laughs> the players that don't become differentials. Yeah, but I suppose I don't know. look. Okay, we'll get into it. But I mean, if you're gonna, the the players become the template, but the players have to 
perform to a certain stage to then become the template. So it's kind of trying to ca- trying to catch the wave before they crest. Do you know what I mean? Like a wave. Waves, uh, waves, yeah. Waves. So another thing, I I will not be a first mover ever. <laughs> okay. I, I I'm I'm going to pick the players who have scored, and I'm not going to be like, ooh, this guy might be good in the coming weeks. I I or you know this guy signed or that lad's injured and this lad is into a place and they won't be my moves. My moves will be this player is starting all the time and scoring and he's on my team. Right. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see when we get to your team, what your team actually does look like. I, did, I didn't know I'd be this, this, this passionate about yeah, it. Yeah. You're, but. you're, I feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel like you're having a go at me and I didn't really say anything to annoy you in the first place. I'm like, what the fuck did I say? Was it something I said before we started recording? I don't like you at all. Yeah, Stephen. that's evident. I'm kind of annoyed that I, I failed to get a new podcast co-host. But look, <laughs> what's your strategy this year, Steve, that you're going to lose with? Well, I mean, for as long as you've been out of the regular uh, scene, I've probably been the same, if not a little bit more. So getting back into it, it's taken me a little while. I've been, I've been looking at it every day, making slight tweaks here and there. And I'm not saying, like, I'm a whole lot different than you. Like, I... Like, I'll probably be going slightly more uh, balanced, let's just say, with with uh, in terms of the the spreading around of the money, just to try and keep a, a team that that's well balanced on on uh, on paper or on the FPL app, as it were. But like, I'm definitely going to be looking at um, at trends, uh, or if a if a a player who is on a, like a lower team like a, a Bournemouth or I don't know like a Southampton or let's say for example starts kind of performing after a couple of weeks and he's got a decent run of fixtures in in them then uh, like maybe bringing them in, into the side and like it, it's all about kind of keeping it fresh and up to date so I'll be a little bit more uh, chop and change I suppose than yourself because you sound like you're going to be fairly regimented and very minimal uh, transfers. The worst thing that could happen to my team is taking a hit. The worst thing that could happen to me would be taking a hit. <laughs> I would have a minus four. Are we still talking about the app? Life. Are we? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I've just, I'm convinced that everyone is bad at fantasy football <laughs> because they go on gut decisions and they want to be different, mm. but. I'm going to be the same, and I'm going to do well. <laughs> so, so where they failed is that that they just didn't believe hard enough. Well, no, that like they 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 saw the move they should make, and they were annoyed that everyone already made the move or this kind of thing, and they went with something else, and they just picked a slightly worse player, and then they ended up in a situation where they have to take a hit to get rid of these players that they they were looking at. And, right. So, and just... so it's like the point of view that. Oh well, everyone's going left. I'm going to go right because I'm going to try and be different and get ahead of everyone else. And then it backfires, and then you find yourself even further in the hole. Yeah, and and that's another thing. Get trying to get ahead of everyone else is generally where you make the bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, I think when you like, fall behind, you feel, you feel like, like you have to make these decisions in order to catch up. Like that's not uncommon. Yeah, and 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 managers send on a second and third striker at the end of games. Because they have to, so you shouldn't be playing your fantasy football season that way, where you're basically saying, oh, I'm going to pick up Firmino now uh, because someone's injured, and Firmino actually turns out he does nothing, 
and then you have to transfer him out and you have to take a hit to do that and you're further behind. That these these are the things I'll be trying to avoid all mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, is that enough strategy talk? Have you have you any other philosophies for the season ahead, Steve? No. The only thing I was going to mention is that, especially when building your team, it's important to remember that the Premier League now is going to have the five substitutes rule. So yes. it was there during COVID, and then it, oh, they obviously got rid of it and because COVID was gone. And now COVID is still gone, but they're like, we're going to do the five substitutes anyway. So uh, probably something important to remember when you're picking your players, especially if you're going to go for the the players from, say, Man City, where Pep is going to love to rotate um, players. Um, But we'll get into that a little bit later. But I think that's one of the one of the things I kind of kept in mind when I was when I was creating my team was, was how, how often they're likely to be on the pitch and for, uh, and how often they might actually be subbed off before, even before the 60th or something, you know, so you miss out on that clean, those clean sheet uh, points or that second appearance point that could prove crucial. Yeah. I, I think, um, fullbacks, wingbacks are most at risk. there. probably wingers and strikers as well. will get a, a nice dose of rotation. Um, so that's absolutely a good point. Um, I can see, I can see, you know, Alonso coming on there for Chilwell at Chelsea mm. fairly often. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, that, will, that we, kind of will we will we move on and, and maybe have a quick chat about our teams? Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, which team will we start with? Uh, well, I have mine up in front of me. If you want, I can run through it. Yeah, cool. So I have it here in front of me. I've too. gone for Sa. And I might change this to Ramsdale. I'm not sure yet. I'm kind of looking to see how Arsenal are going to perform. But Saar last season, while he didn't have the most clean sheets, obviously Ederson, or sorry, Allison, I think, at the most, uh, he did have the most saves of any keeper by about nearly 25. I think Allison uh, Lloris was the next closest with like 97. I think Saar had like 121. So um, he's fairly solid. And they've also um, beefed up at the back. They've signed Nathan Collins from Burnley for, I think, £20 million. So, um, you know, they've improved their defence. So hopefully then that's going to prove uh, beneficial. Um, defenders then, I've gone for Reese James, uh, Ivan Perisic, uh, Ruben Diaz, uh, Virgil van Dijk. And then a cheap option was um, Patterson from Everton. Uh, so James... That's a ludicrous lineup. I don't think it is. James and per- uh, Perisic, I think, are going to be class uh, fullbacks, especially Perisic. So per- Perisic is injured at the I moment. I know he's injured at the moment, but I mean, in terms of, I'm thinking more long term. Like, I might rotate him out for the mm. first week, but I think he's going to be good. And then Diaz and Van... Do you think Reguilon might, might sub in and out? Mm, no, I, he's not a fan of Reguilon. Uh, he barely played Reguilon no towards is. the second half of the season. So it was a lot of, um, it was a lot of Ryan Sessegnon and... Um, moving around in that left back spot or left wing back and then Diaz and Van Dijk purely because uh, the clean sheets and their possible threats from set pieces and then Ryan Patterson I think his name's Ryan um, purely, purely be- <laughs> we'll call him Ryan, <laughs> yeah we'll call him Ryan anyway uh, purely because I think he with Coleman getting up there in age he could start some games but again he's a bench player uh, midfield then I've gone uh, for so yeah before, before you oh, move okay. on I mean yeah I, 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 I mean, we may as well discuss the team <laughs> no <laughs> um, I don't want to hear any negative criticism I think it's 
I think it's a bit mad that you've 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 two centre backs. The hardest choices require the strongest wills. In Van Dyke and Diaz, why not Trent and Cancelo? Price. Cancelo is seven million, Trent yeah. seven and a half million. And I needed to like I said, I and, was going for and, the, and that extra million that you're you're or whatever, like two million that you have, where what where are you spending? Well I was gonna get to that, but you wanted to talk about the defence first. Yeah. I've I have my doubts. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, show us your midfield. My midfield then is going to be Hyung Min Son, uh, Riyad Mahrez, Luis Diaz, and then I've gone for Marcus Rashford and a uh, bench player in Jacob Murphy, just purely for because he's cheap. I think Son is was the top scorer in FPL. No, Son uh, Salah was, but Son is like second. Um, nearly won. I think he won the Golden Boot last season. And just nobody's talking about it, and he creates uh, double-digit assists, all open play goals, exactly as well. He doesn't even take penalties. Um, and then I think Mares is going to be nailed on to start on the right wing after selling Jesus and Sterling. Uh, Grealish and Foden play best on the left, so like again, he might be subject to rotation a small bit, but I don't think it's going to be half as much as it was before. Luis Diaz was class. Just uh, Bernardo Silva might be there as mm, well, maybe. Luis Diaz is guaranteed to start on the left now that Sadio Mane is gone. And I think... is also injured, so that's... Uh, well, is he injured? Extra help. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's coming back from something there. Oh. Yeah, I think he got an injury in preseason. Okay. Uh, Rashford uh, is, a, I think, a, a good option at six and a half million. I think he's he's cheap enough that he's worth the punt. Uh, especially because, like, especially with United at the way they are now, with the Ronaldo situation not being resolved fully yet, it's possible that he might even start up front if uh, Ronaldo doesn't come back and they're relying on Martial who we know is inconsistent at best so what do you think of that midfield absolutely so I am um, first of all I'm amazed you don't have Salah I did um, but I took him out to bring in Son to um, uh, allow me to save that one million and kind of move it around a little bit more I'm amazed you don't have Salah um, Luis Diaz is a great pick. I, I also have Mares. Uh Rashford, I, I I'm gonna stick to my strategy and say I need to see it. Uh he had a chronic last season. I had him the season before, he was a joy to have. Um I'm also interested in Martial and Rashford, but I'll be watching mm-hmm. and waiting for them to actually do it. Uh you have Murphy, I don't know if he's gonna play at all. Um anyway, what I am gonna ask is who's your first sub? Um, is it Murphy? I, you have Patterson, Murphy, Archer. yeah. It's probably going to be Murphy. I would, yeah. I would advise that you should have at least a coverage of one. Uh, I want Son as well, and he was in my original team. Um, what I ended up with was Kane, and I'll explain why when I'm going through my team. Um, I think Son's a great pick. Um, would I prefer to have him in my team over Salah? Maybe not. Um, I don't know. I have a. But, I kind of have a good feeling about Spurs this year. I think Conte, towards the end of last season, got them playing really well, and I think now every player knows their role in that team. And I think Son was Son excelled, and I think he'll have another great season this year, which is kind of, which is kind of why I I decided made the decision to put him in over Salah, and um, and that, and because because I think the differential between the two might be minimal. And also it allows me to free up a million quid that I was able to spend to bring in Luis Diaz so that I'd have a city defender in. Um, 
Yeah, well, you could also get Walker. No, I, um, I don't think Walker's going to play half as much. He only played 20 games last season. And I think now that Zinchenko is gone and they're talking about signing Kukurea, I think uh, Cancelo could be more likely to drift over to the right back, to his natural right back position. And I think Walker might drop out of the team a little bit. So I, what, I, what I'm thinking is I'm going to monitor preseason. I'm hoping Walker plays the first few games. Um, and I'm also very conscious I'm probably going to be wildcarding not that far into the future. Mm. If I make it to week five or six, uh, you know, I currently I'm only looking at four weeks, to be honest. Um, but I, I can see, you know, like you have the free wildcard week 16. So you have, you're going to wildcard somewhere. I mean, every year in this type of fantasy, you do wildcard early anyways. So I'm hoping Walker plays those first few games and then I'll get rid of him. Yeah. When whatever had change happens, happens. Stones might be playing right back for all we know. Yeah, that's true. I think we'll have to probably wait and see a little bit closer to the first game week to see who's fit and who's not. Yeah. But I mean, for the for the time being, anyway, I'm kind of happy enough with that. Yeah. And then just to finish off. Yeah, I think uh, Son Diaz Mara is is a are three great midfielders, three great picks. And then just to finish off with the midfield, it's going or sorry, the forwards, it's going to be uh, Haaland uh, for eleven and a half, Jesus for eight, and then I just put in. Um, uh, forward who I might try and, try and change again it's uh, Archer from Villa but again it's just a sub so I, yeah, exactly. I decided to go with Haaland in the end and I was kind of him and Han between him and Kane and the reason I kind of went for him is because that City team just creates so many chances each game that even if he's having an off day and he only takes like one out of the five that they create it's still <laughs> he's still returned and I just think he's he's already got the size and the strength and the speed and everyone talks about how physical the Premier League is and yeah I'd say it might take him a tiny bit to get used to but I mean he's already got all the tools there that he needs to be successful in the league and then uh, Jesus who uh, I picked was because I think he's going to fit into our Teta system well and you can kind of see that in the preseason already I think he's got like three goals in, in the two games so I think he'll be a good player for us, and um, those are. And I think he's good value at eight million uh, compared to who else is around him. Like I didn't really, I don't really value Raúl Jiménez, and um, no, the rest of the forwards are punts. Yeah. in my eyes, I mean, like you, you have DCL, Havertz, maybe Havertz is the best of them. Um, yeah, lads not maybe, but I mean, with Sterling there now, like, do they rotate Havertz and Sterling a little bit and play Sterling up front or? I'm just not sure how that is going to work uh, right right now. Yeah, if you spent a little more, maybe Vardy. I'm not going on Watkins or Wilson or a few others. Mm. Monitor Martial, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'm... I um, So I, I've made my team without Haaland at the moment. But if I'm actually going to play this safe, conservative strategy that I have, not having the player at 62% ownership is the opposite of that so i'm I, I you know my team is just a tinker at the moment there's a lot a lot of work to go i'll probably end up having him despite my thoughts on him moving from the bundesliga to the premier league and whether he's going to be good or not and i think he's still recovering from an injury at the moment and i think i have to ignore my thoughts on him and put the player that everyone has in my team i don't even know what that means no one knows what it means but it's provocative no it's not it's gets well, the people it- going I understand. I understand. And what are your thoughts on Jesus before we just before we go to your team? 
Um, so, you know what? When the transfer happened, I, like my, my thoughts were he was no good at Man City. Never was a good striker when he mm-hmm. was at Man City. Uh, and he was only going to be worse when he got mm-hmm. to Arsenal. Um, but the hype is very, very real around him. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, like he's, so he's going to have to play as a lone striker. So if he doesn't perform, you're looking for goals from your attacking midfielders, which which Arsenal do have. Oh, yeah. Fair. I mean, Saka was our top scorer uh, last season from the right. And then you have yeah. Martinelli seems to be getting a run on the left uh, a lot. Uh, in pre-season so he's more than likely going to start continue to start on the left and then you've got Odegaard who I've I've heard in interviews is working on his shooting because I think he finally listened to some of the criticism from Arsenal fans is that he never shoots so when he comes up against a defender the defender already knows what he's going to do he's not going to take the shot he's going to look for the pass so um and then you've also got it's funny you mentioned Odegaard I actually got him up on FB ref before we started this pod so last season he played 2,800 minutes, got seven goals, four assists. And when you look at his things he does, like the touches in the penalty area are absolutely shag all. But in terms of passes completed and progressive passes, all that other stuff, he's like one of the mm-hmm. best around. Yeah, but, uh, how I... Yeah, even, even, even on the eye test, he, he just doesn't shoot. Yeah, he's, but he's uh, he is, how I would describe it, as the guy who makes the pass for the assist. Like he unlocks the defense, so the mm. guy can make the easy pass at the end for the goal. Like so, like I, the yeah, assist, kind of. As they say, yeah, hockey. exactly. So that's kind of where I'm kind of at with Odegaard at the moment. Now I think because they're gonna, they're they're more than likely gonna make him captain, um, for the season coming up. And Odegaard think, captain. Yeah, he was captain uh, for the last like five or six games towards the end of the season, and. I think he's probably never expected that. Oh yeah, I think he's probably the um yeah, I'd say him or maybe Gabriel, but it, I think Odegaard's more likely to start every game. So I'd say he he'd probably get the captaincy. And I'd be happy enough with that being an Arsenal fan. I think he's I think he's done well. He's he's already captain for his national team, so he knows what it's like and you can see him bossing around the players or giving out instructions on the pitch, so it kind of makes sense. Um so I'd be happy enough with that. But anyway, enough about the Arsenal in uh, dynamics. Uh, I, wanna, I want to hear about your team. I'm, I'm salivating here. Here we go. Um, Immortality Beckons is the name of my team. <laughs> uh, you can watch the highlight of Havert scoring in the Champions League final to get the source of that one. What's the name of your team, Steve? Um, I actually don't think I named it. I'll have to come up with a name. You, you boring turtle. <laughs> uh, so, hey, tur- turtles uh, are cool, man. At goalkeeper, I currently have Mendy, the Chelsea goalkeeper. I mm. think he's the best of the five O's. He's the highest owned goalkeeper, I think, in the game. Uh, let me confirm that he is 26% owned. Uh, I originally had Allison and then Ederson and then decided actually. When I'm making transfers, I'm probably going to want to be bringing in, let's say, Jota up top, or I'm going to want to be bringing in Foden, who's on a run. So I don't want to be wasting any of my positions at goalkeeper and having to make double transfers. So then I said, probably not going to be having three Chelsea outfielders. So I'm happy to have Mendy there at the moment. I also had Yaris. I've, I've been flicking through midfielders. It may become it may become Yaris in the end, depending what happens with Kane. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, um, what's your thoughts on Mindy? Um, yeah, good keeper. Uh, I'm just, it's not the keeper I'm worried about. It's the defenders in front of him. So Thiago Silva, Aspilicueta, a year older. They lost their best defender in Rudiger. Christensen, they lost him. Um, they'll have Reese James and Chilwell back, which is great for an attacking point of view, not so much for defending. So they've got Koulibaly in, um, but I just question, is he going to play in the center of the three where Thiago Silva plays? Or is he going to play out on the left or the right? I think he's Rudiger's replacement. Now, they also seem to have Koundé almost signed. Uh, it looks like they're not going to get Kimpembe. Kim mm. uh, yeah. Aspie will probably play right centre-back. Yeah, so uh, like Aspie, as much as I love Aspie because I think he's a fantastic servant for the club, he get, he was getting burnt a lot of times last season and he was really starting to show his age. Um, yeah. I don't know how good he's going to be this season. Um, but in a back three, maybe they can kind of make up for his mistakes, I think. But the other thing is, I think with a good defense, I think it has to be a defense that's played together for a, a, a little while. So I think bringing in two brand new center backs to start in that back three, uh, there might be teething issues to start with. Now, I think they're good players. I think Koulibaly is a good player. I think Hyundai is going to be a good player. Um, Thiago Silva's already a good player, but he's kind of 37 now. So it's just a case of seeing how they gel together. So, but Mendy, as well, as far as Mendy goes, he's a good keeper. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, like, Chelsea played two, four at the back teams against uh, some American team. They won, but, like, that was with, uh, like, Ampadu and Reese James at centre-back. Something fucking weird. So, hmm. it will be interesting to see. It, Chelsea might be playing four at the back next season, but if they're buying two centre-backs, maybe not. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, I have I have five starting defenders then. Oh, um, Interesting. Yeah, so uh, I think like the uh, Tommy Asu four point five. You also have Ben White four point five. I think whichever one of those is starting, like probably the best four point five defender in the game. In my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Trent. I just want to get the ownerships up here while I'm talking through them. I mean, Trent's just the obvious pick. He's fifty five percent owned, so I'm having him. We discussed Walker. I have him in there at five. Cancelo at seven. Uh, ownership and also. Uh, I, I, these two defenders are going to score over 200 points and I'm not sure that there are 7 million players anywhere else on the field that can do that so I'm I, that's why I have Trent and Cancelo in the team mm-hmm. um, I have Romero at 5 I took Perisic out because of the points I was making earlier on that I'm not sure he's going to start he may get subbed with the 5 subs um, if he starts doing things he'll definitely be coming in because he's, he's whatever he's a left winger out of position Mm-hmm. Uh, at at Spurs, which you mentioned, are going to be good this season. Uh, thoughts on that back five? Uh, yeah, Tommy Asu's nailed on to start a right back. So if you're talking about debating whether him or Ben White start, it's definitely Tommy Asu. Ben White now, especially with uh, Saliba coming back uh, and signing an extension, has probably been given some promise of guaranteed game time. So between him, Gabriel and Ben White, there's going to be a bit of rotation there, which I think Arteta wants. Uh, yeah, you can't argue with Trent and Cancelo if you can fit them in your team. Uh, definitely do that. Um, and Romero is going to be a starter in that Spurs defense. Uh, I don't know how much faith I have in the Spurs defense. Um, I think Dyer's a liability. I think Davison Sanchez always has a mistake in him. Um, 
they play Ben Davies uh, as a left uh, centre back when he hasn't really got the height for it. He deputises well there, kind of a bit like an an Asby type character. Uh, I think he does a good job there, but I definitely think that uh, that's a position they'd probably want to strengthen if they could. And I'm not a fan of Lloris. Uh, I think he always has a mistake in him. Um, so the the defence on, on Spurs, I'm not completely sold on. The reason I have Perisic in is because it kind of offsets that. Like he He's so attacking that he's going to be involved in a lot of uh, of the uh, forward play. So that's kind of why I went with him. But I mean, you can't really argue with the starting three of uh, Trent, Cancelo and Walker right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Like, Romero, you're not getting any attack- attacking returns from Romero, but, like, if Conte makes Spurs into a Conte team, the mm. defence by default should be good. We discussed it at length last season, and, we, and they showed flashes of having a good defence. Um, and we always said that they needed signings to help along with that. Um, they signed Spence. Is he a defender, even? What's, Jed, what's Spence is, uh, Jed Spence is a, a right wing back. So he was originally... So many uh, wing backs at Spurs. Yeah, he was originally at Middlesbrough under uh, Neil uh, Warnock. But Neil Warnock didn't really like him or like his attitude. So they sent him out on loan to Nottingham Forest. And then he was amazing. And Mm. they tried to recall him from his loan in January. And Jed Spence said no. (laughs) And I think Nottingham Forest ended up signing him in January for permanently. And he continued to play well. He had an amazing game against Arsenal in the FA Cup. So ever since then, everyone's kind of had their eye on him and uh yeah and then like you know Conte was looking at the team and seeing where they needed to um improve and wing backs was obviously that position because he's brought in Jed Spence and Perisic so uh how soon he starts in the team I don't know whether he starts week one maybe not I'm not sure is the honest answer I think he probably will look to bring him in Gradually, I don't think he'll throw him into the deep end because I think they've got more than enough players who could uh, deputise in that right wing back spot for the moment. Um, absolutely, that's that's the worry at Spurs. I think is the amount of rotation that's going to happen with those wing backs, especially with the age of Perisic as well. Uh, uh, I mean, like the... uh, Perisic is starting regularly enough for Inter Milan, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, yeah, I think it'd yeah, be okay. Yeah. So I'll move along to the midfield, which there probably will be changing. I have Salah at 13 million, obviously. Uh, I have Luis Diaz at the moment at eight. Um, I have Mares at eight. Um, so, yeah, those are two guys worth discussing. Maybe we'll start discussing on Odegaard. I wanted Martinelli, but last season him and Smith Rowe constantly rotated. And mm-hmm. with the five subs, I didn't want rotating players. No. Um, so I put in Odegaard at 6.5, but we... You, we did discuss him already and he's making he's making the pass to the assist and he's not shooting and it sounds a bit shit <laughs> <laughs> well okay i'll correct you by saying he's not a shit player he's a very good player um uh like look i think he can definitely improve like he's got he did get seven goals last season so he can definitely improve on that like Yes, uh, he's on the chopping block, Steve. He's out. You, you, you convinced me already. He's out. <laughs> all right. Well, then I don't um, know what we're even talking about uh, this for. So, yeah. look. He, um, so, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll move us along from Odegaard. My sub at the moment is Rice. Like, he's just my first sub. I'm going to change that as well. Like, I, you know, like, I, I just put him in as he's my sub. And then, like, every time I look at my team now, I hate the fucking side of him. So, he's definitely gone. <laughs> I also have 0.5 in the bank. 
yeah. so I'll, I'll I, figure something out. I don't know, uh, Owen. Declan Rice he's for... A, he's a transfer waiting to happen. Okay. I'm going to be looking for 0.5 million right, okay. at some stage, and I'm going to get I was gonna say, gonna I was going to say for 5 million, he's not a bad option because he definitely has a, a long shot on him. So he, he can pop up with the odd goal every now and then. I remember last season, I think, was it you or someone else in the league had him and he went like two, maybe three weeks in a row where he was scoring goals. I picked him up for one assist, I think, last season. Mm. Um, so like there will be lots of changes in my team. We, you know, I, I think just doing <laughs> this pod has turned me off over the card. I like the way we're talking about our teams I, and then we're going to go, yeah. oh, yeah, but we're going to change a lot of the team. Oh yeah, well, like I mean, the more we learn, the more we're going to change. Yeah. Um, I have point five in the bank. I want to discuss keepers later, but I think I want to end up on a four point five keeper just because of the difference between keepers points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the half million is good. So I have one point five that I might use to upgrade Odegaard. The thing is, my first sub. I'd love my first sub to be a defender because you can have a four point five defender as your first sub. And yeah, he's good yeah. and he's going to start. But to have a, a 5 million midfielder as your first sub, or a, definitely a 4.5 midfielder at sub is, is not going to fly. So it's, uh, my, my, my sub is also something I need to solve. Uh, I'll, yeah, so Salah, Diaz, Maris, have you any. No, no. Uh, anything uh, against I, those? I, I don't have anything against them individually. Uh, I'd be curious how that's going to work, having both the Liverpool wingers in your team. Because like it, it's kind of that, it's not the same as having a double defense. But I mean, if Liverpool, I suppose they don't really have bad games very often. But if they did have a bad game, like that's your game week kind of not done, but like it's severely hindered. Um, but yeah, I can't argue with the players. Like I have Mares and Diaz myself, and Salah was the top scorer last season. So you know, I I'd only be arguing nonsense. Yeah, I, I actually wanted Jota, we'll say, as a forward. But mm. um, if I put Jota in as forward, uh, like the midfielder I would be getting would be a pile of shite. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how I ended up there. Um, and then my forwards, have Greenwood, Taylor, like not going to play. They're the two subs that are just, you know, they're not getting used. Hopefully we learn more about 4 and 4.5 players that, that we can put in. And at the moment I have Kane up top. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Kane there. I had Son, and then I got rid of Son, and I upgraded Jesus to Kane, and I spent some money on the defense. Um, but when you you just don't know a Kane, do you? I mean, no, I think again, I I think Spurs are gonna be good this season, and I think Kane is gonna be back to what he was um, at the latter end of last season. The first half of last season, he did absolutely nothing. And then once it kind of, again, once they kind of clicked under Conte, it was much easier for him. He was getting goals and he was get, finding himself in the spots that he was beforehand to make the assists to Son or uh, play in Kulazewski. So I, I think he's going to be good. Um, the only thing, I, and again, it probably doesn't really matter because it's looking too far forward, but I just wonder uh, with the amount of, game time that's coming up for Spurs they're going to be in the Champions League uh, they've just signed Richarlison for like 50 million pounds like you don't sign the player for 50 million pounds for him to sit on the bench so where does he come into the team does he come in for Son on the left or does he come in for Kulusevski on the right or does he come in for Kane at striker like he, he's gonna he's gonna start games 
So I just am uh, curious I'm not to sure. see. I don't think Richarlison is better than any of those. But I I'm not saying he is either, Owen. I'm not saying he is either. I agree with you. But you've signed yeah. a player for £50 million. You don't just let him sit on the bench. Um, well, with the five subs, he, may, he might play a lot. Is he going to yeah, start but that's, that much? But, but that's, okay, but that's what I'm saying then. Okay, so maybe he doesn't start, but he comes on a lot. And so he disrupts the rhythm that those front three have. Or he comes in for Kane with 20, 25 minutes to go. Like, I, I'm just saying, I, I don't know how that's going to work for Kane at the moment with, with the Richarlison in there now. These these five subs are going to be an absolute pain in the hole for FBL players, aren't they? They don't like it! Oh, it's going to be a nightmare, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was not happy to hear it when I when yeah. it was announced that we were going to five players. Yeah, like for me, the most annoying thing to start with is the smaller teams are at a massive... The, the disadvantage they were already at has widened. Uh, yes. And But yeah, for FPL, it's, it's ruining my fucking life. I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, That's why we do it on. We love the pain. Exactly. Um we're talking about forwards here, and I have one that I don't even like, and then I have two guys who aren't going to play. And <laughs> I was thinking today, like, how stupid is that? So, like, l- last season and maybe the season before, there was no forwards. Um, but but before that, oftentimes you'd have three forwards in your team because they were the guys who scored goals. So should I should we have three forwards in our teams? Like, I have five defenders because. The, the the usual thing that happens now is we can expect teams to get 20 plus clean sheets not 20 plus but 20 yeah. um so like what yeah i i feel like i i, I, it I, I expect people it's not a, it's to your, score or something it's your school of thought oh and i think mm. it's really what you uh believe in like if you if you are of the opinion that it is the better option to have uh, Man City and Liverpool defenders like Cancelo and Trent who are most most likely to get like at least 15 clean sheets a season and let's say uh, between 6 and 10 assists that that percent that the percentage chance of that happening is higher than you bringing in uh, three forwards like uh, like a Kane and like a Vardy and like a Havertz or something that they aren't going to return as much as the defenders are like it it really depends like if you're an attacking player you manager like you don't really want to see clean sheets because you want to see goals you want to be watching a game and you want to be rooting for goals not for rooting for nil nils mm-hmm. so it kind of depends as well as what you want to get out of it like if if you're someone that really wants to see like five fours all the time then yeah or believes that the the high scoring is better then you're probably going to go att- more attacking minded but um i don't know i'm kind of more the balanced where like i have the players like van dyke and diaz who are going to start almost every game for their clubs and get the clean sheets and then have maybe two good forwards up front in like Haaland and Jesus. So I'm kind of somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, I I I I view all forward picks as punts. I'm just I'm just thinking that in my head, like just looking at like I, I would much rather have Trent and Cancelo than I'm I'm looking at the forwards like Haaland should be good, Kane should be good. And like, 
like you know that the, even the percentage ownerships are really really low over here Havertz I wouldn't want Verdi might be good this season like Antonio yeah, Watkins uh, Martial Verdi was Vardy was good, uh, even though considering he was hampered by uh, injuries a lot last season, you just wonder how uh, how that's going to transfer over to this season. Is he going to be uh, the same? Is he going to have uh, reoccurring injuries, or is he going to be okay? It's a little bit early to say. Uh, you also just don't. I'm not really too sure how Leicester are going to go about it. Like there's still there's still the whole thing about uh, Tielemans possibly being sold potentially to Arsenal. Um, how is their defense going to do? Because it was terrible last season. Now they got Fafana back. How are they going to do? Like that, that'll impact how they play going forward. Uh, like Tony is there for like seven and a half. Or sorry, Antonio is there for seven and a half. I don't know how good he is. If I'm being perfect, you're definitely honest. taking Bowen over Antonio. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. Ha- again, we talked about Havertz, and then like you know, you're kind of. You're you're kind of running out of options there. Like, is Ivan Tony going to be able to uh, do it again this season? Watkins, who likes to rotate with Danny Ings a lot, um, like Mbumo was up there as one of the highest scorers last season, and the man could barely score a goal to save his life. Like he had uh, four goals last season. Like, <laughs> you know, so for him to be one of the highest scoring forwards with only four goals tells you a lot. So, yuck! It's it's. It depends, like I said before, if you think the percentage play is to go with five defenders and go and think the clean sheets are the more likely scenario, then yeah, go for it. Um, but if you don't want to watch nil nils all the time, you're going to try and go more attacking. Yeah, I just I just like the players that have scored two hundred points and cost <laughs> seven million. That's a big, we all do. Yeah, that's a big part of it. I just think they're neat. Um. Just a little update. I actually have one million in the bank, so Odegaard is just getting a, a li- nice little bump up to someone nice. I mean, Rashford's <laughs> the same price, but I, I I need to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Steve, we've been Makes recording sense. for around forty-five minutes now on our, our our opener rambling of a pod. I think I think that'll do us for today. <laughs> uh, have, have you any Have you any last words? Ah, uh, in the great words of uh, of Michael Scott, I'm I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I yeah I wonder. I, I it's been so long since I played this fantasy, and and like, I I think we got hurt a lot playing draft fantasy. So this can't be too bad. Can oh, it? way more. Yeah. Way uh, <laughs> well, mm, no is my answer because when you play draft, you're playing with your friends, and if you lose, the stick is unbearable. Whereas if you don't do well in a week of regular, it's just random people online and mm. like. Uh, but that, yeah, like, but it, it's. I don't want to end up in a in a, in a stage where I where I I, I don't care any. You know, you know where you just like you're losing so badly that you don't care anymore or something. So, but you have the wild cards. You have two wild yeah. cards this season. So like it's not it's not the same as draft. Like if you draft a bad team, like you are you're screwed. Like Fucker. there's very little chance of. You're well. You're. It's a lot harder for you because you have to try and trade with people who don't really want to trade or know that you're trading from a point of weakness. And then you have to try and gamble, like you were saying before, on players in uh, free agent who might come good, but they might not. And then you're worse off than you were before. So it's it's much harder in draft. But like I'm 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 ready for the pain of trying to keep up with both teams. And the last one: What's your target for the year? Uh, for regular or for draft? For regular. Um, I don't like. It's been so long. On I don't, honestly don't have a, a target. I'd I'd be interested to hear if you have a target. 
given that I have like I haven't played a full season of of regular or budget fantasy, or it's strange that we refer to it as a different thing. I'd say most people just call the game fantasy football, whereas we we fancy yeah. it from draft. Um, I would so I, I if I was in the top ten k, that'd be unbelievable. That would be make my year like that would be that's the stretch goal realistically mm-hmm. I, I have to be aiming for top hundred thousand like what have you nine million players um half of which don't even you know uh, how, how many people continue all the way through uh, oh yeah it's yeah. like it's like the new year's resolution thing to go to the gym like the amount of people that drop yeah. off after january is insane i mean like you're even like you know within the top million like top 10 percent probably not that not even that good so I'm going to aim for top 100,000, uh, stretch goal 10,000, and see how we get on. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I finish outside the top 100k, something should have gone wrong. There should be, I should be able to point <laughs> out why why this has happened to me, why my life was ruined. Uh, <laughs> why, God? Yeah. Why have you forsaken me? Okay, uh, let's wrap episode one of season two of the FPL jingle up. Uh, thanks Steve I'm delighted to be back recording with you thanks to the listener um, usually we have our little thing prepared like do we direct people towards discord or to uh, the website or to YouTube oh no, no we'll have the web well, the website that's what the website's for on we'll have the website and we'll just tell everyone to if they want to subscribe to us to go and try and find us on any of their podcasting services that they get their podcasts we're on Spotify iTunes Stitcher uh, all those good places uh so we're 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 everywhere we're everywhere now yeah you can't avoid us if you type uh no the fpl gene you try and cross the street but we're already there we're already there we were on the other side of the street too we'll get you run mm-hmm. over okay <laughs> that's gonna do it let's wrap it up uh thanks for listening thanks for podding steve and good luck and good night good night